0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Easy Money Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Slum. My partner in crime, Raw Romeo, is still out of the office, but he's returning soon. Let's uh, bring back some nice new content for us when he gets back. Uh, for this week's episode, I'm going to go through the team previews uh, like I did last week to kind of go over a couple teams and the outlooks of some of the players on the team. Uh, Hopefully give you guys some insights for your fantasy drafts that are upcoming. And then I'm going to go through a semi-live mock draft. Kind of give you all the results of that mock draft and kind of see if you like the team. If you don't like the team, what I did right, what I did wrong. Um, And it it is Thanksgiving today, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, So let's just dive right into it. The first thing that we're going to go over to, for the team previews um, is the Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets this year are without KD. So obviously KD is not draftable at this time. Like uh, We expect them to be out for the entire season, so not even worth the 12th round flyer. But I would put a star beside his name, uh, whatever app you guys use to get your updates. Put a star beside him, get that notification. If for some reason he does come back sooner than expected, I wouldn't expect much from him. Uh, Just keep an eye out. You just never know when he comes back. Uh, He might be worth a grab in the playoffs for fantasy. But for the regular season, I don't see him being a factor at this point. Okay. Uh, So the Brooklyn That's the big obvious one is Kyrie Irving. For Kyrie in our episode where we did the overall values of players, uh, I had Kyrie ranked at number 11 for myself. And so a first rounder. I think this season he's definitely a first rounder, kind of just looking at all the people that are available. Like I said, after this, starting from the seventh pick and onwards, you don't really get like a super elite player. Um, Not this season anyways. You'll get, obviously, a good player, a superstar, just not an elite player. Um, So Kyrie at 11, can't go wrong. Uh, He's on a new team. He was kind of not doing too well with the Celtics last season in terms of winning percentages. Uh, So hopefully he can turn things around. This is a young team, much like the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets are a young team, just like Boston. Uh, but he wants to be here. Like He didn't get, just get traded there, so he chose to be here with, with KD, obviously. Um, this is probably not a year they're expected to win a championship. Uh, but they definitely, I think, have expectations of at least making the playoffs. So expect Kyrie to play. Kyrie has a facial f- injury uh, that he got re-aggravated playing in the preseason. So... Keep an eye out for that. It looks like he's going to be able to play through it as long as he wears that mask. So that's a good sign. Um, a little bit. Kyrie is one of those guys who picks up injuries here and there. Injury concern. I don't think he'll have a major concern this season. I think he'll play a lot of games. Uh, he'll just have ticky tacky games where he kind of gets injured, doesn't play. Uh, but that's kind of with everyone. He doesn't really get load management. So. Expect him to play, I would say, probably over 70 games. Higher sides, mid-70-ish. Um, so Kyrie, I think his projections, well, my projections for him this season, he's probably going to be 47% from the field goal. I think he's probably like an 88% free throw shooter. He'll hit around 2.5 to 3 threes. Average 25 points. uh 4 rebounds can get seven assists uh, 1.4 steals and turnovers aren't horrible but you know probably around two and a half turnovers per game type of thing very good numbers with Kyrie you can pretty much go with just a punt maybe punt blocks depending who you get in the second round um, you can punt rebounds he's not a great rebounder he doesn't hurt you decent for a guard I guess Um, so yeah you pretty much punt blocks if that's one of the catches that you know preemptively you want to punt right off the bat if you get Kyrie Uh, turnovers aren't too too bad I would say especially for a point guard so yeah Um, that's kind of strategies I would go with Kyrie uh, another player on the team who's a part of the starting lineup is Joe Harris. Joe Harris, I think he'll kind of be like a role player on your team. I don't think he's going to win you a fantasy league, but he's definitely a three-pointer a three, a three pointer specialist. Um, Definitely rosterable, draftable near the end of your draft. I would say around 120-ish ADP area. Um which kind of translates to the 10th round or later uh so around there's where i would grab joe harris i think this season he's you know he's he's a pretty pretty good in percentages i think he's like 48 percent from the field um 80 free throw shooter i think this season he can average around 14 points uh four rebounds and two assists defensive stats aren't really there so Maybe around half a steal for him, um, but the thing is, obviously, he's there for your threes, right? If if you're trying to win threes, and have a guy that's you know rosterable at the end of your drafts, then Joe Harris is your guy. Um, another player on that's projected to start anyways is Caris Levert. Uh, he's also a guy I think can can do well. I don't know how he's going to do with Kyrie there. He did play with D'Angelo last season, but Kyrie, I think, is higher usage. Um, I think Chris Levert is probably one of the guys that are better than his ADP. Um, so his average draft pick right now, I see, or at least where he's ranked, is 127, which is around the 10-11 round. I think you could probably grab him a little bit earlier. I would probably grab him around the 84 ish range anywhere after that you're you're good. So that that's the seventh round. Um I still see value in Chris Lo- in Chris Liver, especially if Kyrie does miss games, Chris Liver will be the first option on that team. Uh you know, so his stats for this season I think he'll be forty five percent from the field, uh 70% from the line, which is pretty good. Um Percentage-wise, for a shooting guard, smart forward, decent, I think, probably average. Uh, the free throws definitely are not great, um, but the field goals decent, average. Uh, so, percentage-wise, he's nothing special. He's just someone there. Free throws might actually hurt you for a, for a shooting guard, smart forward, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I think this season, he can, he can average, I would say, 16 points. Uh five rebounds, probably three assists, uh one point two steals, which is not bad. Um, definitely draft him before Joe Harris. He's not I I don't think he's a he's not like a three point specialist or anything like that, but he's he's a good he's a good four to have that can get you a couple steals uh, near the end of your draft. Um, so keep an eye out for him, especially if you're missing a small forward slash shooting guard player. Um, And you need some steals. Chris Levert is the guy. He gets you decent points, too, near the the end of the draft. 16 is not too bad. Um, So I think he's probably one of those sleepers just because of his ADP, which I see is 127 right now. Um, So, like I said, 7th-ish round or later. So that's like 84-ish pick or even later. I think he's probably decent there. Uh, I see Radion's Kuroks as the starter. I'm not sure if he's actually going to be starting uh, fantasy wise I wouldn't put too much stock into him I think he's probably not going to do too well as a starting power forward so that might actually change um, who I think should be the starting f- starting power forward would be Torian Prince um, he's turning it up in the preseason obviously I don't think that's going to sustain uh, but I think on I think he'll do decent on this team. Uh, it's, it's definitely better than when he was in Atlanta. So I think his ADP for me would be the one ten range, uh, which is just at the ninth just after the ninth round. Uh, so start of the tenth. End of the ninth, start of the tenth round, uh, is where I would draft him. I think he's capable of putting up solid numbers uh so he's a big i think the only thing is his he's 44 from the field goal um which isn't great especially if you're a power forward 82 from the line though so he's a pretty good free throw shooter for a big um i want to say he can probably hit 1.83s so almost two this season two per game especially in that brooklyn nets uh line up uh, Brooklyn Nets the way that they kind of play it's lots of ball movement lots of open threes so I think he he can he can average two threes a game this season um he'll get 14 points four rebounds which hopefully he can get more of but I'd see him protecting four or five rebounds a game um two assists oh uh, sorry yes two assists and uh one steal a game not a good blocker so, like, like I said, at the end of your draft, if you need a power forward, he's serviceable. He uh, can hit three decent points. Uh, the only thing is his weakness is, you know, he does not great field goal percentage. His, re- his uh, rebounds aren't amazing for that position. Only four-ish am projecting. Um Assists are okay, two. And then he doesn't get you any blocks, which is, I think, the big problem. So, yeah, like I said, near the end of the draft. If you need a power forward he's a good pick and then i think here comes the so i think the biggest problem right now for brooklyn nets is that center position jared allen and deandre jordan uh, right now i have jared allen as being the better center the problem is they did just sign deandre jordan and he's there to guard big bigs right Um, so we saw last year Jared Allen was having problems guarding the larger bigs like Embiid, um, Drummond and that's pretty much why they signed DeAndre Jordan right to guard the big bigs and kind of grind them down uh I still see Jared Allen as the projected starter right now but the problem is I think Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan will be in a hard timeshare uh, they're going to be splitting minutes pretty much down the middle, and that's what's hurting Jared Allen's value and obviously DeAndre Jordan's value. Uh, so I see... It's So that's kind of the reason why I think they probably can be picked in the same range. Uh, I actually have... My ADP for Jared Allen would be around... I want to say the 100 range so like eighth round late-ish of the eighth round um just because my outlook for him is he's gonna have a timeshare he's only gonna be playing 22-ish minutes uh depending on matchup and but i still think he can do damage in a time and if either one is injured obviously their stock goes up um but i would say dion uh sorry jared allen at the 100 and nine-ish range, a hundred range, um, so around there. Uh, so end of the ninth, beginning. I'm no, sorry, end of the eighth, beginning of the ninth round is where I would grab Jared Allen. Uh, I think this season he'll average sixty percent from the field goal, which is really good. Um, so for anyone that's looking for good field goals, that's Jared Allen's one of those guys who can get 60%, uh, 70% from the free throw line, so he'll, he'll hurt you-ish. He'll hurt you pretty much from the free throw. He's not amazing at him. Uh, I think he'll average around 12 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, half a steal and 1.5 blocks. Um, meanwhile, I think DeAndre Jordan, you can probably get him at one, the, at the 114 to 120 range, so the 9th to 10th round, uh, end of the 9th, just starting – 10th round um so 114 115 adp for uh deandre jordan i think he will have better field goal percentage at 65 percent, just because he only dunks um he'll probably get you 10 re uh percent from the free throw so same as jared allen i think deandre jordan obviously got better at free throws from last season he'll probably get you 10 points 10 rebounds two assists half a steal and one block so, very, very similar to Jared Allen numbers. Um, obviously, Jared Allen's younger, more athletic, and I expect him to get more minutes. So, that's kind of why he end up with the better offensive stats um, and more blocks. But I think DeAndre Jordan will be very close to him in at least rebounds. Uh, and he'll probably still get one block a game. So, they're, they're interchangeable. Um, but if Jared, if you need a center and near the end of your draft... Um, I would grab Jerry Allen, at the end ish, the end of the eighth, mid mid ninth, so around the one o nine area ADP, and then grab DeAndre Jordan at the one fourteen area, one fifteen, so nine ten round between there. Um, so they, they also Spencer Dinwiddy Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie uh, obviously, he's a very serviceable backup point guard. If anything happens to Kyrie, Dinwiddie will be in there. Um, he's probably someone to target near the end of your draft to if you really need a point guard. So I would say uh, around the 130 range. Um, that's the beginning of the 11th round, just before it, and anywhere after. Um, with Kyrie there, Dinwiddie is just the backup. So I wouldn't draft him too early. Um, only if he needs some assists really, really late in the draft. Someone that can shoot threes. And then, you know, if he gets enough minutes and he does end up playing beside Kyrie, he can obviously get some good stats. But he, I think at this point, he's probably just a backup. Maybe at the end of the games he'll play beside Kyrie. But not worth anything higher than the 10th round for me. Um, and Garrett Temple's on the team. I wouldn't draft Garrett Temple. I don't think he's going to put up enough numbers to be fantasy relevant. Uh, not even like a flyer, so don't don't bother with Garrett Temple. I think that's pretty much rounds out the Brooklyn team. Like I said, just keep an eye out for injuries to the point guard position. Um, if Kyrie gets injured, Dinwiddie's going to get a lot of run. And if Dinwiddie gets injured, I, Kyrie will have to have a lot of run because I don't see any back a point guard for them Uh, keep an eye out for Torian Prince I feel like he could be a sleeper people kind of forget that he got traded and he is on a younger team where it's a lot of Bob movement I think he can surprise a lot of people so keep an eye out for Torian Prince near the end of your draft try and get him like I said around around the 7th, 8th round if you can Um, he can surprise you and then Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan, I feel they're in a the timeshare, so keep an eye out if the other of them gets injured. Um, like I said, Jared Allen, eighth round uh, around the 109 or a little bit earlier if you need a center. And DeAndre Jordan, just that one round after him pretty much. Okay, um, so that's it for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the next team we're going to talk about is the Orlando Magic. And I think the Orlando Magic, they're, the problem with them, I feel, is that they have too many forwards. Um, there's obviously clear-cut centers, but their backups probably aren't going to get minutes. But you never know how that pans out, especially with young backups. Um, and then if Orlando somehow doesn't make the playoffs this season, because they pretty much didn't really change, and the East got a bit, I would say a little bit. Some teams at the bottom got stronger, so there's a chance Orlando actually gets knocked out of the playoffs this season. Um, but yeah, I think they'll be competing for most of the season just for that eighth seed. But I feel like they're gonna get knocked out, probably by Miami. So they're a tough team, especially the forwards. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. But let's just kind of take a look at their roster. So DJ Augustine, uh, I would probably grab him at the 130 range. Uh, that's the 11th round and or later. Even at the, in the last season, he wasn't – he was just kind of on the waiver of wire, off the waiver of wire, but he is a starting point guard for now. So he can put up numbers, I think. He's a decent point guard, 46% from the field, very good free-throw shooter at 85. Uh, he'll get you 1.63s a game. He can give you 12 points, 2 assists, 5... Uh, sorry, 12 points, 2 rebounds, and 5 assists, and half a steal. So that's kind of why he's at the end of the year draft. He's, he sh- can't be your second best point guard, probably barely even your third-best point guard. He, you know, he's more of a streamer if you need assists for, for that week. Um, but sh- you should probably not even draft him, but if you really, really need a point guard at the end of your draft, he is a starter for Orlando, so 130-ish range, 11th round or later. Uh, Evan Fournier. I see the rankings for him. He, his ADP dropped for some reason, even though the team didn't really change. Maybe it's because of age. Um... Maybe because just more guards, but like I said, Evan Fournier his current ADP is one thirty four, so that's the eleventh round. I think if you can probably grab him a little bit earlier, so like nine ish, the ninth round around the one hundred eight area. Isn't bad for Fournier, especially if you need a shooting guards more forward, um, and if you need threes right. So his field goals forty four percent, which is okay. Uh, good free throw shooter, 82%. He'll give you two threes a game. I think he's the best three-point shooter on the team. So um, he should be getting minutes. So in hit probably average, 15 points, three rebounds, four assists, and 0.8 steals. So just a bit better than DJ. Um, but I feel like he's still serviceable at least. At least he should be a little bit better than his ADP of 134. Um yeah, I think that's a little bit low. I think ninth round, like I said, one zero eight area, is okay for him. If you need a shooting guard, um, and you need some threes and a couple, and you know for that for that area, fifteen points is not bad. Um, so that's kind of where I would take him. Then here comes next person up is Jonathan Isaac. So I think he's gonna have he's gonna be a very improved player from last season. Um, he didn't get. Injured as much last season, and I think he found some sort of um, ankle support that Steph Curry used. So he's been okay since then. For him, I would probably draft him sixty-five ADP around that area. So just mid of the fifth round, beginning of six, um, middle of the fifth for sure. If if I see him in the middle of the fifth and I need a small forward, I definitely grab him. Um, sixth round be still available. I I think I would hundred percent grab him. Uh, field goal percentage, 44%, so not, not that great. Um, 83 from the free throw, which is pretty good. 1.33s uh, with 12 points, 6.5 rebounds, 1.4 assists. And then the juicy part, the 1.3 steals and 1.5 blocks. Um, so he's one of those guys that can get you stakes um solid guy but he's the only thing is he's not high scoring and there's some nights where his offense just disappears um but those stakes you can't really complain so i would definitely grab him at the fifth ish round he's he's like a robert covington light um so that's kind of where i see him uh yeah and then the next player aaron gordon aaron gordon He's one of those guys. uh, I also see his ADP being 93, which I think is too low for Aaron Gordon. I would draft Aaron Gordon around probably the 60 range, just a little bit before Jonathan Isaac. End of the fourth, beginning of the fifth round area. Um, So I think he's better than his ADP, but... Yeah, so I would say grab him end of the fourth, beginning of the fifth-ish round if he's there. Just just before Jonathan Isaac. Um, just because I think he'll probably take a step in the right direction. I had him last season, like I said, and I saw some of his workout videos in the offseason last year. I drafted him pretty early in the fourth round, and he did not pan out. Uh, so, like I said, don't, don't give those preseason games, don't give... Um, workout videos too much, too much weight, uh, just because, you know, guys obviously have these little snippets where they look amazing, but I think Aaron Gordon can step in the right direction, and I hope he does, um, so yes, with that said, he's, he probably averaged 46% from the field, um, not a great free throw shooter at 75%, so keep an eye out, he's not a great free throw shooter, um, probably the worst free throw shooter on his starting lineup on your line of magic uh he'll probably hit 1.5 threes 16 points 7.3 rebounds no sorry seven rebounds uh three 3.5 assists uh 0.8 steals 0.8 blocks with two turnovers um so like i said he's end of the fourth round he needs small forward um second option on your Lando Magic he has the thing is with him is he has nights where he'll give you amazing amazing numbers um just because he's so athletic but then there's some nights where he just doesn't show up he'll hurt you in your field goal percentage because he'll just jack up shots even though he's missing he'll just keep shooting keep shooting keep shooting and shoot you into a hole um and his blocks and steals are not great at all at all um So with that said, whatever whatever take him before Isaac, that's I think I would still take him before Isaac because I think he can probably take a step in the right direction. And he does get more points and more threes and better field goal percentage. So I would him and Isaac I think we're really close. Kinda of depends what you need. If you need defensive stats, I would say grab Isaac first. If you need scoring, uh, rebounds and just field goal percentage and probably a guy that's gonna get a lot of minutes. And if he takes a step in the right direction, he I think he can give you very, very good numbers. So it just really depends. Um Isaac's Isaac's the defensive specialist. I think AG is probably more offensive, so it's just kind of what you're looking for. If they're close enough that I wouldn't argue if you picked either or. Uh, and then the last player, Nikola Vucevic, the Vucci main. Um, first option of the Orlando Magic. I think I had him at a, in the second round, around the seventeenth pick for myself. That's where I would put him. Um, obviously, he's very. He's one of the best hitters last season. I think he's probably gonna stay that way. Hopefully, he doesn't get traded. Um, and they did. They did just sign him, so I expect him to stay on his team. But you never know what happens in the NBA. Um, from the field, 80% from the free throw line, 1.2 threes, 20 points a game, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 1.2 blocks. So, those are definitely second-round numbers. Um, Definitely second-round numbers. So, my ADP for him is 15. I think that's where you should get him at. If you obviously need a big to pair up with one of your first-rounders, he's obviously not a bad choice. He doesn't hurt you anywhere really so he's definitely a good pick in the second round um and then there's some guys on the team i think michael Carter williams on the team and he's probably not rosterable at this point he just hasn't shown any i guess huge steps in his game so he's probably not rosterable uh markel Fultz is i he's one of those guys you know every season people say he's gonna do well This season, um, last year, obviously, he had that shooting problem, the shoulder injury, where he was pretty much gone the entire season. So this season, I would take a late-round flyer on him, 12th to 13th pick. Don't expect much. Just even watching him in the preseason, he wasn't doing super well. That jump shot looks better, but I wouldn't say it looks consistent. So this season, he'll probably provide you with just kind of some couple rebounds here and there he'll get you steals which i think he's pretty good actually and a couple assists but he's somebody that's just worth a late round flyer just to see what his ceiling is maybe hold him for two weeks three weeks and see kind of where it goes you never know right he might surprise us and become the starting point guard for orlando and his numbers do better he was the first overall first pick um but yeah, so I would say draft him as a flyer, see how he does, and, you know, don't be afraid to cut him at some point. If he's, if he's not good in two weeks, three weeks, then just cut cut your losses and, you know, grab somebody that's doing well. But he can be a good source for steals, uh, pretty decent rebounds for a point guard, and a couple assists. But then I wouldn't rely on that. I wouldn't rely on his field goal percentage. I wouldn't rely on his free throws and his points where gonna be lacking too, so... Keep an eye out for that. Um, and then here's where it gets kind of thick, I would say, for the line magic, where I, when I mentioned that, you know, the forward positions are kind of overcrowded. Um, they have T-Ross, Iwudu. They just signed Al Farouk, the chief Aminu. They have Mo Bamba there, and they have Ken Birch. So that's a lot of forwards. Um, T. Ross obviously can probably go into the shooting guard position. I think Iwudu can do smart forward shooting guard. And then you have a Minu in your power forward. And then you have, you know, Bomba and Birch. Both probably power forward centers. Iwudu is probably not rosterable this season, so don't even bother trying to draft him. T. Ross, if you need points and threes and maybe 1.2 steals at the end of your draft... I would take him just as a role player, strictly. Um, 12th, 13th round, he'll probably still be there. I don't expect him to... He'll just contribute some of those stats that you need to catch up on at the end. Uh, Aminu, I would probably avoid altogether. I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, Just the backup power forward. And then, Ken Birch also not rosterable. And... Mo Bamba is interesting because he does do well when given minutes. So I think last season, even in the twenty minutes he played, or just under twenty minutes he played, he was still averaging quite a bit of blocks. Um, so he's somebody to keep an eye out on. If something happens to Vucevic, Mo Bamba might be a temporary pickup. But as long as Vucevic is playing his starter minutes, Bamba isn't just isn't rosterable. Um, but we can I see per minute he's actually pretty solid. So if they, for some reason, near the end of the season, give him more run, um, he might be worth the pickup. Just put a star beside his name temporarily. Don't draft him. But if something happens to Vucci Main, or if they start letting the young the young guys start, you know, giving them some run, then Mo Balma is somebody to definitely look out for. You know, good source of blocks, even in 20 minutes. So even if you need to stream him just for his blocks for a week, I wouldn't blame you. Um... Uh, Probably give you some decent rebounds, decent blocks, good field goal percentage. Um, yes, yeah, keep an eye out for Mo Bamba. And then the last team we're going to go over is the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, so the San Antonio Spurs, they're they some pretty decent guys you can draft. Um starting well i think my outlook for the starting point guard is it's going to be junte murray who came back from an aco injury didn't play off last season um i think the junte murray is he's a he's a late-ish round guy i would say nine eight nine round or later depending on if you need a point guard um I think the average ADP would probably be like 100-ish, maybe even just before if you need a point guard. Uh, The only reason why I say that is because he did come off the ACL injury. He's not a high-scoring point guard. His percentages aren't great, but the reason why he has so much stock is because he does get you good defensive stats. Uh, I think for this season, I think I see him averaging 46% from the field. 72% Uh, 72% of the free throws, so keep an eye out. Not a good free throw shooter for a point guard. Can't shoot the three, so I think he's not even going to average. He's not even going to average. He thinks, yeah, threes are probably non existent for him, so don't even bother. Um, they get 13 points, I feel. Six rebounds, four assists, 1.5 steals, and half a block. And half a block for a point guard is pretty good. He'll probably get you one every two games. So, like I said, a point guard that gets you decent defensive stats. Um, he'll get you very good rebounds too, right? So six rebounds. So he has those counting numbers, but he just can't shoot the three. He d- and his field his free throws are pretty bad for a point guard. So that's kind of why we rank him a little bit lower. Um, but yeah, not not a bad third string point guard for your team if you need one, because um, he does get you those out of position rebounds, and out of position blocks. So, yeah uh so here's where I'm I think Derek White will start the season um Derek White and Dejuni Murray are probably around the same range probably ninth ish round I or later so just just around the same range 100-ish 110 uh Derek white I think he'll probably give you he'll he'll be 45 percent from the field so decent. Uh, 80%, so he's a better free throw shooter than Dejunte. He'll get you 1-3 a game. Uh, probably get like 12 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.2 steals. So like I said, rosterable shooting guard near the end of your draft if you need one. Um, and then the starting small forward will be DeMar DeRozan. He, I have him around the 50-ish pick, 54 pick. So anywhere between the four, the fourth and fifth round is where I would have him. Fifty four, fifty five is where I have him kind of listed as his ADP. Um. Obviously, he. He, big addition for the Spurs. You know, um, kept them in the playoff run last season. So I expect him to do the same thing. Probably improve his game. Uh, one of the one of the better shooting guards in the league for sure shooting guard slash more small forward anyways um but i think he'll go 47 percent from the field 82 percent from the free throw line oh the threes are tough i think half a three maybe one if he actually improves um but just reading from last season where he said he improved he didn't he wasn't really a three-point shooter so don't put too much stock into it uh he'll get you 24 points a game six rebounds six assists and 1.3 steals so definitely very good numbers um just his weakness is that he can't shoot threes which is his only weakness i think other than that like very good percentages for a guard um i think he's gonna be leading scorer for the team this season very good rebounds uh his assists definitely improved so you know, he's very serviceable at that and his defense got better, so I think one point three. So definitely one of the better shooting guards in the league. So that think that's kinda of why he's drafted so high. The only weakness is, like I said, catch your threes. Um, and then the starting power forward would be Lamarcus Aldridge. I haven't ranked well my ADP for him is around the 37 range uh so that's your third round fourth round area um only because he's one of the more consistent very good big men right like year after year he puts up pretty solid big man numbers and you know he's gonna play um very good health so you know and i think he's i think between him and Demar, he's I would say second option on that team. He can easily become the first, so it's like give or take, depending on how he does that night. Uh, but I see him averaging 51% from the field, 85% from the free throw line. kind um, of three, so I, no threes, non-existent. Uh, he'll get 20 points, nine rebounds, two assists, half a steal, and 1.1 blocks. So that's very solid numbers, and the thing is he'll consistently give you these numbers. So you can pretty much bank. He's going to give you... This or very close to this numbers. Um, percentages are very good for power forward center. Um, so yeah, yeah. Around thirty five is the ADP for me. Uh, around there, um, and then they have Yakopoto, who I think is someone that's worth maybe drafting at the end of your draft. You still need a big to get rebounds and blocks. Other than that, he's. And good field goal percentage. But other than that, he's not going to give you anything else. Um, they have Patty Mills, who I think at this point is probably not rosterable. They have Bryn Forbes, who he's the one I think could possibly overtake the Junte Murray or Derek White spot on the starting roster, depending on how well he does. He's a good three-point shooter, um, which is something the Spurs desperately need, as you can see on their main under starting ro- uh, lineup nobody even averages more than one. what well, I think is nobody on the starting lineup averages more than even like one three a game. And I think they're the, probably the worst. They probably will be the worst three-point shooting t- starting lineup anyways. So Bryn Force might overtake him depending on how well he plays offensively and defensively. So he's probably a source for threes at the beginning of the season. Um, and keep an eye out on if he overtakes somebody for their job. Uh, Damari Carroll probably not rosterable the only thing he's good at is uh, maybe steals if he's still good at getting steals but probably not rosterable just keep an eye out he's the backup uh, Bellinelli I don't know how many minutes he's gonna get but he's probably gonna come in and shoot three so if you need a three um, he's probably a waiver guy so don't draft him either not rosterable and then Rudy Gay Rudy Gay I feel like he might come off the bench this season. If not, he will probably replace Jakopo in the starting lineup. Um, but he is a good. He's probably he's a good smart. He's a good. He's a good player to have. in maybe the end of your draft. Uh, when people forget about him. I get you some solid points, rebounds, um, but nothing else really outside of that. His percentages are okay. But yeah, Rudy Gay is probably one of those guys you probably would I would rather get a guy with a lot of upside than draft Rudy Gay. So unless you're desperate for that position or you see something that I don't, Rudy Gay is probably not draftable. Um, you can probably get a guy with higher upside. That's that you can pick up instead of him. Um, so those are my three teams that I went over. Yeah, so just to reiterate. The Brooklyn Nets, um, T. Orlando Magic, and the San Antonio Spurs. And those are the three teams that I kind of went through the entire rosters for, and hopefully it helps you um, keep an eye on some of these players, especially the handcuffs. Okay, and then, so I did a mock draft uh, 12 man head to head mock draft um using yahoo and instead of kind of sitting there for you know having you guys listen for an hour of me just sitting there and kind of waiting for my turn to draft i kind of did a so semi live i did it today um got the results made some notes on what happened and you know hopefully this helps uh let me know if you guys like the way i do it where you don't have to sit through the entire mock draft. Or, if you know, if there's an episode where uh myself and Ra Romeo will actually try and maybe do a live one uh, in real time. Just so you guys can, you know, see our thought process doing it. But this is a semi-live one for this episode. Um it, And the thing is, I've noticed that it's been taking very long to get into these mock drafts now. It's like, you gotta wait, like, at least... 12, 15 minutes just to get into the mock draft. I guess it's really busy at this time of season. Um, And the one thing I noticed that in my league that I play in, we only have 12 roster spots. So we do the point guard, shooting guard, guard, small forward, power forward, forward, center, utility, 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 bench, bench. And I noticed uh, in the yahoo mock jazz there's actually three bench spots and yeah so three bench spots so we're basically missing one bench spot. we do have an il spot in there um that's kind of how we always done it i don't really see a problem just the two bench spots um make sure i guess your waiver wire a little bit have, has a bit more players on it than usual so that's my setup um don't do two th- i would recommend not doing two centers it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of whack i would say um just because why the heck would you ever you know it's kind of forcing you to draft two two at least two c players right um we changed one of the, one of the two Cs into a utility spot so you kind of it's kind of like your flex your utility um so that's kind of how, how i would recommend it um, if you have a reason if or you know why people run two centers let us know um we actually did it in the past but I kind of found all you know it's just not optimal um so try that and see how that goes but during the mock draft I did this one so obviously it's 13 spots um I got the fourth overall pick and actually kind of went in not knowing who was on the draft. So the first pick of that draft was James Harden. Then Anthony Davis went second. Cat went third. And then for my fourth pick, I took Giannis over Steph. And this Steph went fifth. And then I guess the rest kind of went as expected. Um, so I got Giannis as my fourth pick overall. Pretty happy I took him because... I know that he will play a lot, or well, all. Well, if anything, he'll be playing a lot of games. Um, no injury history, reliable. Um, and the reason why I didn't go, st- why I chose Giannis because I feel like after his MVP year, if he, if he gets any any better, which I think he probably did, he developed some some sort of jump shot maybe in the summer. He'll he'll be looking like a very very good fantasy player. Um, so those five guys, you can't really go wrong, kind of, in what order you pick them in. It's just kind of your preference, uh, who you want to build around. So I chose Giannis for this one as a fourth pick. Uh, nothing crazy happened. So uh, my 21 pick, uh, my second round, I took Ben Simmons, who I think pairs up really, really well with Giannis. Um, you know, good field goal percentage. I'm obviously punting free throws at this point. Um, points are still good, competitive, you know, Giannis will give you Yannis will give you around twenty eight points, 27-28 points. You know, Ben Simmons hopefully will give you more more without Jimmy Butler there. Hopefully I'm averaging I'm thinking sixteen to eighteen. Uh rebounds are obviously good for both players. Assists are good for Ben Simmons. Um Giannis will give you six. I think Ben Simmons will give you around six to seven, probably seven I would say. And the steals and blocks are going to be there. So I think Giannis and Ben Simmons is a very good combo. Uh, and then for the third round, my 28th pick, I was actually hoping to get Draymond Green to pair To pair the uh, trio up. Uh, somebody actually drafted Draymond before me, so I wasn't able to get Draymond. Um, but v- Nikola Vucevic dropped for some reason. Um, so, I got my 28th pick, which is a lot of value. Um, I think I got him probably 10 spots later than when he should have been drafted. I don't know why everyone's avoiding him. Um, but keep in mind, it was a mock draft, but a lot of people stayed close to the end. So, people are still drafting at this point. It wasn't just auto-draft, obviously, right? Because if it was auto-draft, we G-Main would have been gone way earlier. So, I got him at 28th, which I was super surprised about, super happy about. Um... Definitely another good pairing, you know, good field goal percentage. Um, Points, got got competitive again in points. The rebounds, obviously I'm doing really well. The assist, he's not too bad for a center. Um, And then the steals and blocks are there, right? So I think he was a very, very good pairing. Or trio, so Giannis, Ben Simmons, main, Very, very strong three first players. Um, Obviously, I'm still punting free throws at this point. Uh, but that's the only category I see that I'm not going to do well in. Oh, and threes. Threes and free throws are my two cats on punting at this point. Um, But I feel like I'm very dominant in the other categories, so... It's not bad for first three, especially the good value from Vucci. Um, And then the next pick was the 45th pick, um, and I went JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, obviously, he's going to be v- helping me in my field goal percentage, help me in points, help me in rebounds, and he'll get me some blocks. Um, so right now, I'm looking pretty good. I'm still on that free throw and three-punt strategy, but everything else is looking very, very good. Uh, my 52nd pick, I got Eric Bledsoe which I think was very good value there. Uh, once again, he's one of those guys that will get you a lot of counting stats, so points, rebounds, assists, steals. Uh, he won't get you blocks, but that's what that's why I drafted JJJ before him. Um, and JJJ won't get you steals, which Eric Bledsoe gets you. So I think I'm actually doing very, very well at this job so far. Um, and then my next pick at 69, I was dated. I was actually had the, I actually had a couple players, um, that I was debating over. Uh, I think I wanted Randall. He was gone. I wanted Kevin Love. He was gone. Kelly Oubre was still there, um, but I didn't take him. I instead I took I took another big, I took Wendell Carter Jr. Who I think will have a very good season. I don't think he's in any competition for him, uh, in that. Center position for the, on the Chicago Bulls. He'll get you a lot of blocks, rebounds, and it looks like I'm, I'm pretty much set in rebounds right now. Like everyone on my team gets rebounds, um, and everyone gets defensive stats. I think my blocks are looking very, very good too. Um, steals are looking good. Field goal is definitely looking very good. Um, turnovers are probably pretty decent too. Ben Simmons and Giannis are high usage, so they'll probably be my high turnover guys. But Vucci, JJJ, and Wendell, they don't get a lot of turnovers. So it should be looking pretty good right now. Um, and I have most of my positions filled out at this point. So I have small, I have a small forward in Giannis. I have a point guard in Ben Simmons. I have center in Vucci main. I have power forward in JJJ. And I got the point guard shooting guard for Bledsoe. So, my positions are looking pretty good. No issues there. The next pick I got was the 76 pick. Um, And at this point, I was debating between Gordon Hayward and Joe Ingles. Um, I took Joe Ingles at this point over Gordon Hayward because, you know, Gordon Hayward had that whole season to kind of recover and he didn't really do too well. Hopefully, he does better this season. But I feel like Joe Ingles is pretty good at the assists. Um, and steals, which is something that I was looking to strengthen cat-wise. I know he gives you threes, which I'm punting, so obviously I'm not drafting him for that. Um, and he's pretty good at field goal percentage. So Joe Ingles, my 76th 76, 76 pick, which I think is still looking good for my team. Uh, my 93rd pick, I took... Well, oh, I actually had the option of taking Ricky Rubio, Lonzo, or DeJunte Murray. I ended up taking the ravishing Rick, Ricky Rubio at this point. Um, he'll probably give me, like, six assists. His field goal, even though it's bad, he doesn't take a lot of shots, so he's not going to hurt me there. Um, and he's one of those point guys that also gets you a lot of counting stats, so he can he can get you... He's, like, almost like a walking triple-double. He'll get you, like, ten points. Ten. The rebounds obviously decreased over the seasons, but he's pretty decent. I would say, for a point guard at rebounds. Um, assist, obviously, he's sh- pretty good, even though he's on Phoenix Suns now. Steals were always kind of there, so I got him. Over Lonzo, who I feel like Lonzo would have plummeted in my field goal percentage. Um, he shoots more threes, which I don't. I didn't need at that time. Uh, defensively, I think he's probably on par with Rubio. Assist, he may average one more, maybe, or just, just about what Rubio does. But I just like Rubio's outlook. Um, and to Junte Murray, he, I, I didn't take him because I think he's the lowest assist guy. And I think I might as well strengthen my assists to make myself semi-competitive. And Murray probably wasn't the best guy at that point. Um, so yeah, R- Ricky Rubio for those reasons. Uh, and then I got the 100th pick. And at this point, I would have had the choice between uh, who I think I wanted was Gary Harris or Brandon Ingram. Uh, I stuck with Gary Harris because of his steals that he should be good at. Um, this, yeah, this pick I think I chose him because he give you decent points, um, a couple, couple, rebounds, uh, maybe one or two assists. Uh, but he should be decent in at least steals. So which, which kind of why I took him. Uh Brandon Ingram. I was debating taking him, but I had him last season, and all he's he, all he really is is points. He'll have okay field goal percentage, but he will, he didn't stick out. You know, can't shoot to three very well. Um, defensive stats aren't there, and I, I personally I like drafting guys with defensive stats. Um, whether it be a steal or a block, um, and Ingram. Doesn't really provide that. He'll get you. You know, rebounds and maybe some assists, depending on how much playmaking goes through him. But the fact that he doesn't get you any defensive stats, I feel like my team would have done well if at least each player averaged at least one steal or one block, if not more. So Gary Harris is the that's kind of why I told Gary Harris. I think he'll average at least 1.1 steals. Um, And then at my 117th pick. I took uh, Dwight Powell who I think could surprise people this season Um, Porzingis will be in and out of the lineup and I think he'll get quite a bit of run Um, even last season when he was in limited minutes he was doing pretty decent so he'll get me close 10-ish points he'll probably get me good rebounds no assists or very minimal assists anyways Um, I think he's good for probably one steal and a 1.2 blocks maybe um, just depending on how the night goes. So, you know, defensively, he's there. So that's another reason why I took him. Um, good field goal percentage. And, you know, not good at free throws, right? But I'm punting anyways. Not good at threes, which I'm punting anyways. Uh, and then at the 124th, I got Spencer Dimwini. Um I took him as probably my, the last... Or my third string point guard type of guy. Um, yeah, my fourth my four string, sorry, my fourth string point guard. Um, he was just there for pretty much his assists and points. Uh, everything that's kinda of what I was looking for, just some assists points and Yeah, just to try and power up some of my assist category. Uh, at the one forty one I took Kevon Looney, who I think will do well this season because, you know, he is stri- I think he will be starting center for Gordon State. I think he'll keep his role over Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, but it w- he will have to do well to keep his role. Um, Like I think I mentioned, Willie Cauley-Stein has the opportunity to take the role from him, but I think Looney's starting it right now. Um, he'll give you good rebounds, good blocks, good field goal percentage, um, 12 points. And... Yeah, that's just kind of what you want from your low-end big. And I think he'll do better than his average draft pick ranking, uh, which I got him at 141, which I think he'll do better. Um, still near the end. I wouldn't draft him too early, but this is kind of the right-ish area. I think some people have been ranked higher, like the 108 area, ninth round. Um, but, yeah, like I said, he has, he has the potential to do decent, but I wouldn't really put too much stock into that. Yeah. Um, Willie Colley-Sign is there, and I, I, I just really don't know how that, if he'd even come play heavy minutes with the way Golden State plays right small ball. So near the end it's okay. And at 148, I took a flyer on Darius Garland. I'm um, hearing good things about him out of Cleveland. Um, Don't really expect too, too much. But he, like I said, in the last rounds, I, I do like to grab a guy with potential and kind of, you know, if I need to keep it as a streaming spot, I will. But 148 for Darius Garland, not bad. He can, you know, the Cavs are obviously in the rebuild mode, so he's got all the run he can. Obviously he can put up decent numbers. Uh not decent, but he'll put up chance of decent numbers. Uh the jump shot looking good. So yeah. So yeah, my, my team I think my team did very well. Um considering I was punt threes and free throws. Um, I think all my guys pretty much matched up to the categories I was looking at. You know, I got good points. I'm good at. I'm very good at rebounds. Um, I'm competitive at least in assists. Um, good at steals. Good at blocks. And turnovers. I should be competitive depending on who I face. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how my mock went. What do you guys think of the way I drafted? What, did my pairings make sense? Was I missing something? Um, did I make a Good decision bad decision should i would taking someone else at x spot i'm um, just going to give you the final rundown my team was fourth pick i got Giannis, ben simmons nikola vucevic uh jaron jackson jr eric bledsoe wendell carter jr joe ingles ricky rubio gary harris dwight powell spencer dinwiddie kevon looney and darius garland uh, and that's kind of the, the results for my mock draft, which I think went pretty well. Yeah, I would I'll be pretty happy if I got this team uh, in my draft. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully the team insights were helpful, helped you look at some players. Hopefully this mock draft gave you an idea of how to maybe build around Giannis if you get him at the 4th. Um, kind of the categories you should be trying to win trying to punt and uh, yeah until next time guys uh check us out on instagram at easy money fantasy uh we're also on reddit so you can send us messages um you know let us know if you what you guys want to hear what you guys want us to discuss if you have any questions we'll be more than happy to answer them um Yeah, until next time, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll have another episode for you next week. Peace.